you guys? Well, my name is Mariah, and we're going to get started here. Uh, I'm just going to give a little short spiel about what's going to happen so that you guys know. Um, we're, it's an open forum. You guys are free to ask any question that you would like uh, within a range. Um, the, I just want to put a few things out there. So number one, um, I think that we can all agree that it takes a lot of courage for these students to be up here and for them to be open and candid with you guys about uh, their faith and their lives and where they're at. So because of that, um, in this room, nothing they say is wrong. Um, and also, I want you guys, they will respect you as you respect them. So if there's any question that I feel like I need to stop, I might stop you, not because it's not a great question, but maybe because this might not be the most appropriate setting for it. Um, I haven't had to do that all summer. I really don't see that happening. Um, but just a reminder that it takes so much courage for these guys to be up here. So we're just going to get started. I'm going to have them uh, introduce themselves to you, say their name, where they're from, how long they've been coming to camp. And then if you guys could just say like what your schooling looks like, that's been something that's come up a lot in these. So I think that's kind of cool. Charter school, homeschool, public, private, those types of things. We'll start on Micah. Hi guys, uh, my name's Micah. I'm be 18 in August. This is my 17th year at Mount Hermon. I've been coming here all my life, every single year. Uh, I go to a public school of 3,500 kids. And uh, Where are you I'm from? Going to, oh, I'm from Temecula, California, near San Diego. Um, and I'll be a senior next year. Hi, my name is Meg. I am from Diamond Springs, California, which is a tiny town near Placerville, halfway between Sacramento and Lake Tahoe, if you know where that is. And let's see, I'm going to be a senior. I'm 17 and I go to a public high school um, that's about just over a thousand kids. Uh, I've been coming to camp for about seven years now, and I think that's all, that's all the questions. I'm Kylea. Um, I've been coming here for seven years. I'm going into ninth grade. I go to a public high school, and I live in Redwood City, which is like 25, 30 minutes away from San Francisco. Um, my name's Ben. Um, this is my fourth year at camp. I live in Prosper, Texas, which is uh, like a, an hour south of Dallas. Um, I'm transitioning from a public middle school to a um, private high school. And, yeah. Awesome. Thank you, guys. I always think that's kind of interesting to see. I went to public school, so that's my experience. So it's always cool to see. Um, a few weeks ago, we had someone who was charter schooled, homeschooled, public high school, and private high school. I was like, what a mix. <laughs> so interesting. All right. So I'm just going to start this off. Dave Burns always says it's hardest for the first question. So if anyone's got a question, you can kick us off. I'm going to have you talk in the microphone just because it's being recorded and then they can hear you. Have any of you gone to other forms of schooling other than public? I know you, you did, but like had a different experience. Uh, so I went to a Montessori school, which was a charter. Um, that particular one was a charter from kindergarten to eighth grade. Um, it was a pretty small school. It was, I think... I don't know, like 500 kids by the time I was in eighth grade. I really enjoyed the learning experience. The Montessori way of school is very different from most 
public schools because essentially they let you work at your own pace and they have lessons and the teachers aren't just you know letting you go as a you know 10 year old do what, do whatever that wouldn't work out but um, it worked really well for me I got to go through um, math and English much more quickly um, because I just learned more quickly at that point. So in high school, I started out taking what was essentially like a junior, senior level math class. I don't like math, so I'm not really glad that I did that. <laughs> but oh well, um, it's good for me to have like taken that earlier. And I think going to the charter schools, the main thing is most of the kids there stay together through that whole school experience and then split up in high school. So the char every charter school or whatever is going to be different, but the main thing that I think is the same through all of them is the social aspect and how that changes. They're mostly smaller, so for some kids that doesn't work because if they don't like the other kids there, if they don't, you know, that just doesn't work out and it's probably going to stay that way through most of your schooling years. So it can be really great for most kids, I think. Occasionally it might not work out, but I would definitely look into it because I enjoyed it personally. How did it, how was it then transitioning to a bigger high school? Um, I didn't really have a super rough time with it. Uh, a fair amount of kids from my school went to my high school. Um, and then I also joined the theater program right away. I'm a theater kid. That's all I do. Um, and so I got to make friends that way kind of quickly. I didn't, I wasn't super great friends with a lot of kids from my charter school, so it was actually good for me to be able to make new friends. My high school isn't huge. There's only about 200-something kids in my graduating class, so I got to see the same kids in my classes over and over again and quickly um, form relationships with them, but I think the nice thing about the charter school was you easily learn how to form social relationships, and there's always new kids coming in. There's the same kids, and so when you go to a new high school, I mean, it's just like any other school. You've already learned to do all of that, so it's not terribly difficult. It's kind of new and exciting, honestly. Um, so I've been to three schools within the age of kindergarten. Oh, um, I've been going to three schools within the age of kindergarten to eighth grade. So I started off with a public school from kindergarten to second grade. Then we realized that I had dyslexia, so I went to a private school for my dyslexia from third grade to fifth grade. And then for middle school, I went to a small Christian school with around 200-ish kids. That's a K through eight for the, all of middle school. And now I'm going to a big public high school. And as she was saying, um, it's really great going to a school that is so small because you get a lot of attention, which is really good, especially if you are struggling with one aspect or one subject, because you get to talk to your teacher a lot more, and they can help you and try and figure out what's going on and what you don't understand. So I really appreciate that, and I feel like all of my classmates have benefited from that. So that's really interesting, and I really appreciate that of the way that you get more attention because when I went to my public school, there were like 30 kids in my class and there were like three classes. But then for my small school that I went to for all of middle school, there were only 26 kids and it was only one eighth grade. 
so there's only one class for everyone. So we all really got to connect with each other. And of course, a bunch of people have been there from kindergarten, so they all knew each other, but then other people came in throughout the years and we all really connected really well. And I really loved that because we all had kind of a small family within each other. So we all really connected, we all felt safe with each other. So that was really great. Awesome, next question. That's perfect, oh gosh. a little open-ended, but what is one um, issue or struggle that you would identify as being really important to you from the last now or last few years of your life, and how have your parents kind of stepped into that or or kind of not not, or, you know, any advice you have for us in relation to whatever that is for you? So, um, last year, it, not, not much, not so much, um, like, in, like, January through March, but I think, I would say it was, like, September through December. I had a lot of like health issues. I had uh, a surgery for um, my appendix. I um, and then it got infected later on. It was just a tough year all around, I guess. Um, my parents were really great, though. They helped me. They encouraged me, and um, I'd say overall it made me stronger. And yeah. Sorry, did you say like a struggle? Is that you? Issue. Um, I guess growing up, I guess I'd get this from my father. Uh, just patience issues, not like severe. Just like things that kind of like rub me the wrong way, and then I'd get just frustrated in general, um, like with a younger sibling or just whatever kind of example you want to put with that. Um, I think as I just kind of matured and like my parents talked through me with that, um, just tell me kind of like settle down and realize that like you don't have to get all worked up about something that you necessarily can't control. Um, and that it doesn't really directly affect you, so why would you be bothered by it? Um, and also when it would directly affect me, um, just to kind of like um, be the, not the better person, but just like be more mature and just kind of like let it slide or just kind of move on from that. Because um, if you kind of like get fed up and then you then just kind of like tears you apart, and that's all you can think about it. Um, so just like kind of move on from those things. I would say the first one that I thought of was um, I always want to get like perfect grades and like do as well as I can on every single assignment no matter what and um, especially going into high school when there's when you get really busy and you have harder classes it can be really hard to you know that you have so much homework due tomorrow and you can only do so much of it and be okay with turning in a project that's not 100% perfect, and maybe there's something that you turn in a day late. It doesn't happen often, um, and my parents obviously didn't encourage, you know, just waiting to turn things in. But for me, for a long time, it was really hard to not stay up super late to finish things, or to, you know, even go up to a teacher and be like, hey, something happened yesterday that I didn't expect, and I could really use another day. So they just helped me, encouraged me, like, this is okay. You don't have to be perfect, obviously, in your schoolwork. Whatever it happens, you know, like we still love you. That that's not going to change. Your teachers are still proud of you. They understand, um, and so just the understanding and the encouragement um, was really helpful. Excuse me, really helpful for me um, in all of my schoolwork. So I think I'm a very big procrastinator, which is amazing with my schoolwork. Um, and I also get pretty stressed out a lot. So when I do that and I talk to my teachers about it, it's kind of hard to come to the realization that I have been procrastinating and I haven't 
been keeping up with the schoolwork. So what I believe is like really helpful is when your parents go to you and you're like, it's okay, we're gonna work on it. We're gonna make a new plan and figure it out. So that's really helpful just to really hear your kids and just to understand that it's really hard going through a bunch of school and then maybe sports or whatever you have to go through and then still really try to be a good kid and just be with your parents. It's really hard and sometimes it's frustrating a lot. So just being able to support them with anything that you can is really, really amazing. Thank you guys. Next question. Sorry, I came in late, but I was just wondering, do any of you come from um, divided homes? Like where mom and dad aren't together anymore, you have to go back and forth? No? Okay. <laughs> That's okay. I was just wondering, you know, <laughs> what kind of struggles you might go through and what has helped you through that because as a single mom, it's just I'm always trying to be here for Tyler. And he's trying to be closer to God and what are some things, I mean, I can, I don't know, in your own struggles, how do you, how do you stay close to God realistically? I mean, we know like going to church, being involved, Mount Hermon, but honestly in your day-to-day -day life, and interacting with other kids that don't have a relationship with Christ. What, what are some things you can do? Um, not coming from a divorced home, I'll see how well I can relate, but um, for me personally, I think it would be, it is very important for a young man as yourself to have um, a fatherly figure, and if that fatherly figure is not present, um, I think it's very important to have a mentor. Um, a, so not someone who will fill that gap necessarily as a fatherly figure, but someone who's definitely there just like for questions or like growing in your faith. Um, and me having a father, but just ha being able to ask questions um, to my mentor um, has been just very, um, it's been very helpful because some things are awkward between uh, like parents and you don't want to ask um, certain questions, um, but someone that you value and you respect and that your parents respect as your mentor um, can be very valuable. And so that would be my um, kind of opinion or I guess something that you could pursue, um, something that someone that you trust as parents to kind of obviously like in the name mentor your kids um, and just help them grow um, into a man. So, yeah. So um, this is going to sound like really cliche and, and something that you've probably heard a lot, but even in the last few weeks, I've grown closer to God by just doing this, this thing. I um, Whenever I see something beautiful or see something that God's done that, that's helped me out or that I'm grateful for, I just remember that he designed it all and it's all because of him that it's happening. So. Um, I also, obviously my parents are together, which is awesome for me, but um, I found, uh, like I said, I do a lot of theater and a lot of people that, they go there and it helps them and it's really helpful. So you don't necessarily have to do theater, but I found that is really actually helpful for them is the community. Um, and all the people there. So finding a really strong community, even, you know, like he said, um, it's sometimes it's hard to talk to your parents even when they are your parents and they're there. So finding someone else, even if you do have both your parents can be really helpful. Like even here at camp, having a counselor and just being able to have these, when we have our group, uh, small group sessions, we open up a lot more than I do on a regular basis to my parents and I've done it every day this week. So having, you know, going to a place like Mount Hermon or having a community with a leader that you really, you know, respect and learn to trust can be really helpful. And the other thing that can be helpful 
is finding what works well for you. So for some people, it's reading the Bible. For me, I like to go lie on like a bench and stare up at the trees out here and then just like let my thoughts wander. That works really well for me. And I just try and put aside time to take that time. It doesn't have to be every day. It doesn't necessarily have to be every week, but just to check in, even if I'm not able to go to church every week for a period of time or do whatever that I feel like I should be doing, being able to take the time for myself can be really helpful. And also having a community, being both alone and in community in good portions is very helpful. So I really started to believe and trust in God when I was like in sixth grade and went to Pondy and have really felt God because I had my small group and I had a leader that I trusted and I could open up to her about about faith and that questions I had. Obviously, she doesn't know the answer to all of them. We don't know a lot of the questions that we have. But it's just really great to ask questions and just to really have somebody that you trust to be there for you, even if they can't really answer the questions, but just to listen to them. As Micah and everybody's been saying, it's just really, it's a great thing because obviously we love our family and we love our parents very dearly, but the way that they love us and that somebody else can mentor us is a lot different because our family is amazing and they really, I can tell you love your son, everybody loves their children. <laughs> um, but the way that a mentor will really help you is just feel their um, experiences and try and help you move on with your faith and just grow closer to God, which I found really helpful. Hi, you guys. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, this is really helpful. Um, so I, my question is this. What is a source of either stress or anxiety for you or your peers, and why? And then bonus points, if you can get two whys, because that's even more helpful. And if you guys repeat answers, that's okay too, because that's even really informative as well. So again, what are some sources of stress or anxiety, and why? Um, I think that stress is mainly, for me, built up around school. And this is kind of an easy one, I would say, for school because obviously we have a lot of homework and sometimes it feels like your teacher doesn't know that you have other classes, which is great. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's kind of hard. Sometimes you're thinking about one project that you have and you have multiple people in a group and they are all working on something else and everybody has their own schedule that you know and sometimes it doesn't work. So you're thinking about it constantly and for me personally, it's always in like the back of my head whenever I'm stressed out, just thinking, oh, I gotta do that. I have to do it. I gotta do it. So it's very stressful just to know that it may not get done the way that I needed it to get done and the way that I wanted it to get done. Something that's also pretty stressful, I think is just when your family is just, just says that you're not putting the effort that you want, that they want you to put into like their family. 
they'd be like, you have to, we have to like be a family together. And as much as like I want to be that and I really want to do that, um, it's sometimes really hard to just think about everything that you have to do and everything that you're like, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta do this. You have to like slow down and just really be like, I have to prioritize my life and really make sure everything's planned out, which I struggle with a lot, not only with school, but also trying to be a good daughter and have a good faith. So I find that the most stressful. Um, do I get more bonus points if I say three? Okay. <laughs> um, so school is definitely a big one, especially, I don't know what it was, but transitioning into eighth grade last year was really difficult for me. Uh, everything just got harder. I was taking high school classes and then just like piled up and piled up, especially with, like I said earlier, um, the health issues. I didn't have time for anything and it was, it, it got like really stressful. So that was, that's number one. Um, <laughs> number two would definitely be, um, sounds kind of ironic because I'm here right now, it's talking in front of people. Uh, being around other people, I struggle with uh, making connections with people sometimes or making friends. Um, oh, I guess I don't have three, sorry. <laughs> you still get bonus points, it's okay. Um, I'm lucky enough that my father is actually a teacher at my high school. Not lucky. Um, <laughs> it's good and um, not so good. Thankfully, I, don't, I chose to not take his class, U.S. History, uh, which I'm not too fond of. But um, yeah, I agree with the rest of the panel that um, school is a big factor. And just like, um, I say it wouldn't be in the back of my head, but it's very present all the time, especially just midweek. And you want to go out with friends, and, but you got to get your work done first. Um, and so that's been a thing. Like, you know, it's very true. Teachers think like their class, not all, but um, teachers think that their class is the only one at the high school and that theirs is the most important. So they pile it up. Even in non-AP classes or dual enrollment classes, um, they tend to just pile it up. Um, so that's, that's a big thing. Um, and that's not, a, that's not a choice. Obviously, you have to go to high school and you have to perform these things. And since my father is a teacher, um, he understands like the importance of grades. Um, and so that's really, you know, like every two weeks he checks my portal and just like goes over grades with me. And that's always like a fear, like even one B. Um, he's not super like on me about grades, but it's definitely is a present thing that, um, all right, you're not going out tonight or, you know, no car, you know, that's uh, just kind of something I've learned to live with. And it's, uh, it's kind of a good pressure to perform well. And I've performed decently well throughout my whole life with grades. Um, so grades, school, and then um, something that isn't by choice, uh, work in sports. Um, so from the time from like February to May, it's school, then volleyball practice for three hours, and then it's work for three hours, and then I get home at nine. So I'm out of the house from six to 9 p.m. for like a good four months almost every night. And then you got youth group on top of that, and you wanna go out with friends on the weekends, and then you got travel to see other friends, family friends. And so um, all those things that summer choices, some that you have to do, um, uh, they just all kind of pile up, and, and some are good things like volleyball. I enjoy doing it. I love my work. I love what I do. It just, they all kind of pile up Tuesday night at 9 p.m. You're sitting in bed, and you're like, I got to finish this project. I have a big game tomorrow for volleyball, and I got to go to work after that. So um, just, and I think my parents are very understanding of those things. It just sometimes they forget, and they don't realize why I'm all stressed out and just like snap sometimes. Like I said, with patience, that's when it comes in. Um, so yeah, all those factors. Um, really play in. And I've just kind of learned, to, like you said, to prioritize and, okay, what has to be done now? What's coming tomorrow? Just kind of mentally do things. Sometimes I write it down. Um, so yeah, so prior prioritizing your, your, um, your duties and also things that you, you want to do, but yeah. 
Um, the first thing I thought of was one of the most obvious to me, which is generally the whole like social measuring up kind of idea. Um, and there's definitely some very obvious things there, like the clothes you wear, the friends you hang out with and all that. I think actually for a lot of teenagers, that's less pressure now than I think a lot of people think it is. There's almost more pressures in things like um, whether you're allowed to go out with your friends later than a certain time or whether, um, you know, even like I don't drive yet and sometimes um, I'll be waiting there for to be picked up and sometimes that like feels like a weird pressure like I'm not driving like I still have to be picked up like there's definitely odd social pressures that like crop up in different ways and then so the worst part is when a parent doesn't understand or if they do but they're not showing that they understand at that moment or they're not prioritizing it when to you at that moment like that's a very important important thing um it can be little things yeah like getting picked up it's my like it was my choice that i didn't drive but sometimes that still feels like i should be driving already or there can be things like um say i needed a shirt for something that we were doing like as a group at school and I didn't have time to go pick one up and my parent, my mom's like oh yeah that's fine like it's just one activity but for me maybe that was a really important activity that I really cared about and sometimes those small things that you like mention might be bigger so that's definitely a difficult ground because oftentimes like I'm going to downplay it because I don't want it to be too difficult or like I'm not going to actually show maybe how important it is to me but um, I would say paying attention to how much something seems to be affecting, you know, your kid, even if they say it's not affecting them, for little things like that that are kind of social can have like a big impact. Even if it doesn't end up changing their whole social life or anything, can still feel really important. And the other thing I thought of was um, college. Yay, I'm gonna be a senior, have to start applying to college, and like next week is August 1st and Common App opens and all these things are happening, oh my goodness. Just pretending like that's not happening. We're here, we're relaxing, we're in the trees. <laughs> but um, it's definitely, it starts at different times for different people. Some people, they start stressing as soon as freshman year, which is way too early. Please, don't stress then. Don't stress for as long as you can. Take it, I would say, I've been doing a relatively good job, but taking it like one step at a time and like maybe, you know, you're visiting, you're on vacation for a whole week and there's one college nearby, just go visit, just go drive around. And then maybe next year, you'll like actually go visit a couple and like take an actual tour and like working up to it slowly and being able to kind of figure out what you want makes it less stressful, even though it's still gonna be crazy stressful because it's a big deal. Being able to, I already visited a lot of the colleges I was thinking at, looking at. Um, my parents know what I'm thinking about and they are, they're saying, we want you to go where you want. We want you, we want to help you like do a good job. So they're helping me make sure I'm keeping my grades up at the last push and things like that. But they're also giving me the right amount of space to be like, you get to choose. We've prepared you, but you know, now it's your choice to choose. And so that's a lot of stress and a big issue, but it's not one that you would necessarily think of in terms of like school or anything like that. Sorry, I remember my third one. <laughs> um, it, it would definitely be living up to the expectations of other people, not necessarily my parents, just other people in general, because as I said, I have a hard time meeting people, and I think part of the reason is that, like, what do they think about me? Like, what am I doing wrong? Or, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and again, with my parents, they sometimes pressure me to do well in school, and they say, like, sometimes I'm not working hard enough, even though I've been trying to work my hardest. 
Um, and sometimes it just kind of weighs down on you, and sometimes, like Micah said, it just kind of snaps, and that's, yeah. Awesome answers, guys. Lots of bonus points. Um, <laughs> next question. Um, what would you guys say um, is something that your parents have done that probably the thing that you, when you reflect back on it, it made you feel the most comforted or connected to them? Like, wow, that was, this is the thing that stands out to me. Uh, and obviously you don't have to share your personal, but, but something along those lines where you're like, wow, that was something that really made me understand how much I love my parents, how much they love me, et cetera. Um, again, going back to last year with the health issues, my parents were always there for me. My dad is an ER doctor and he works nights and he, the, the most significant thing I think that they did was my mom stayed up literally all night the night before I was getting my surgery and was just watching me, watching, watching me sleep, which sounds creepy, but it's not. Uh. <laughs> um, uh, and then my dad, who just come off as a night shift, like, um, came into the into the recovery room when I was done with my surgery. Um, and we talked, I don't remember it, but we talked. And when I woke up, he was asleep in the, on the couch in my hotel room, I mean, not my hotel room, hospital room. Um, and I don't know, it just made me feel like my parents would do anything for me, um, even if, I know everyone's not perfect, but it just, it made me feel like they really cared for me. Uh, I think um, when I turned 13 and then 16 and then upcoming 18, um, my dad would do do trips with me. Um, just me and my dad, we'd drive out to Antiborrego Desert. Uh, we'd go, um, can't remember, oh, we swim with sharks, uh, leopard sharks at La Jolla Bay. Um, and not necessarily that he has to do those things to show his love for me, that we don't have to spend money to go somewhere to do something. Um, but it definitely is a great experience just to driving on your way to do something fun, just to, just to talk. Um, Serious things, light things, everything between. Um, and then with my mom, um, not as much, but definitely like um, my dad recently took my younger brother on a dude trip. And so my mom and I had like four days to just to hang out and catch up. Um, went out to frozen yogurt and stuff and just such small things. Um, or I could just be at home watching a movie or something like that. Um, so through those things, I definitely see like they're making an effort to like be with me more than like regularly. Um, um, just them showing up at like my volleyball games or stuff like that, that they don't have to, but as parents, they, they do show up. So that ma really makes me feel loved and cared for. Um, so yeah, big things, small things, everything between, uh, just kind of random things that make me feel loved by them. And um, yeah, so. Um, kind of like he said, it's the first, like I don't think of like any specific thing, because like most of it is in like little things that you see. Um, I've gotten to see a lot of those little things though. Um, like I said, I do a lot of theater and both of my parents are helping out at my high school with our theater, which is, that was their choice. And I was like kind of amazed that they both were, they've been helping out for a super long time. And I think that's super awesome. But it's like the little things, like um, my dad is always willing to go out and 
buy the pizzas for when we're there from, you know, we're at school starting at 7.30 and we don't leave the school until 10 at night. Like he's always going, oh, we didn't get enough food. I'm going to go buy the extra pizzas so that everyone has food. And my mom is always just, you know, she's always willing to help out and she's excited to help out. And so I get to see when they do little things, maybe it's for the theater, maybe it's for me. I get to see that that's because of me and then because they, they want to spend time with me. Um, or it's sometimes it's things, not in theater, obviously, but uh, like if, like he said, if there's, my mom and my brother are gone somewhere, my dad, like, he's like, let's just go see a movie, like just completely out of nowhere. And he's like, let's go see a movie and just spend some time together. Or the other day here, um, my mom was doing something, my brother was in the field house, and he's like, let's go find, let's go walk down to the pool and like find some of the numbers for the like map thing. Um, just the little moments when we spend time together are kind of the biggest ones in a lot of ways. So what I think is, um, I've said that I have dyslexia, so I have a reading disorder. So what's really been so amazing for me that my parents have done, I believe, is that they took a lot to help me to go to school for it so I can, I can use the tools that I've given to go forward and to open up all my paths so I can go to a good college, I can do what I want to do. Um, so that's been amazing. Also with sports, I'm a dancer. So they, um, they come to all my competitions and everything and all the shows and they buy a bunch of tickets. And it's just amazing to see them come and support me and then it's just, it's, it's really amazing when your parents come to support you with what you love to do and then also to help you with what they know is good for you. So just to really support them with what they are passionate about and what they love. I love to dance and I find it so peaceful, but then also to help them go where you know they can go. Uh, I'm gonna give bonus points as a young adult and answer this question. I think that everything they said are the things that my parents did. So my dad, I was a wrestling manager. So my dad and I would drive eight hours to tournaments together. And those are some of my greatest memories. And the reason I'm so close to my dad is because we would sing cheap trick songs in the car for hours. Um, and then even as a young adult, whenever I'm home from college, my mom and I will like go sit in a coffee shop and just hang out. Or my dad and I will go watch the Steelers play, you know, in the morning. At, I'm from Nevada. We go to sports bars and watch football games all the time. Um, and those are like the really the moments I cling to, even as a young adult, are the one-on-one, -on -one, I think, instances with my parents. Hi guys, I just wonder what the uh, like Christian culture is on, on your specific campuses because um, there's this feeling of there's a lion in the streets, there's a lion in the streets, you know, with the LGBTQ community and um, we do, I teach sixth grade, we do a lot of lockdown drills and stuff, so there's like a lot of fear or apprehension about culture collision or worldview and all that. And I just wonder if there's an openness to the gospel uh, on your specific campuses, if people are receptive, or if there's a jadedness or a hostility, or just what that looks like. Because my generation was the breakfast club, so we just had our typecasts, and we understood where we fit, and everything was cool. I'm sensing there's more of a chameleon going on. I would agree with the chameleon statement. Um, well, at my school, I'm transitioning to a private school, and other than 
my middle school years, I had always gone to a private school. So middle school is kind of, um, I guess, a jarring transition, especially since I started early in fifth grade. Um, but yeah, there's definitely a pretty big difference, obviously, from how they accept uh, Christianity in private schools to public schools. Um, I would say that in in my middle school, at least, there was definitely kind of, not really a hostility, but more of a, like, kind of rejecting the idea of Christianity, even if your parent, like, I, I would say, whenever I, knew, I would ask, like, where do you guys go to church? They would say, my parents go to wherever, or my parents are Christians. They never openly admitted that they were. Um, even sometimes when my friends would send pictures of themselves, they would be, like, a selfie with their family, and there would be, like, a a cross or a Bible verse in the background, and I would ask them about it, and they would be like, oh, it's nothing, my parents put it up or something. It's always their parents. Um, I think the idea is, in today's culture, you're trying to be yourself, um, especially with, like you said, the LGBTQ community. You want to be who you are, I guess. Um, and I guess that's kind of um, how my school, at least, reacted to it, so. Uh, at my school, at the high school, there is a Christian club, which all the people in um, seem to really enjoy because it's also connected to one of the youth groups in the area. Um, and they have a really great time, and they're definitely not, like, hated or shunned or anyone. There, there's a pretty good range of people that go in and are friends with a lot of people on campus. But I think um, right now with teenagers and some young adults, there's a larger portion of people that are not focusing on Christianity or looking at the parts of it that are hurting people like the LGBT community and things like that, and they're focusing on that. And so having that be a really strong and important thing makes being, and having Christianity seem to sometimes be against that for people who really care about it can make it, you know, be Christianity is not something we want to be a part of. They don't necessarily actually dislike Christianity or think it's bad, but it's not something that they're necessarily open to at that moment. And it's also difficult because we are in high school and it's a transitional time in all sorts of different ways. Uh, it's a time where you're trying out new things and there's less time. You literally just have less time to do things that like go to Christian club or go to youth group than you might have used to. So for some people that go often, it's really not an issue. Um, I don't personally talk to my friends about it because I just don't. Like, it doesn't really occur to me to. But um, if you would, I think it would just kind of be like a weird subject to talk about for most people in schools right now. I don't think it would be something that most people would be strongly against or crazy strongly for just because that's not where we really are. It's kind of in a weird place. Um, at my school, I have 3,500 kids, which is considered, I guess, a large school. Um, it's definitely, we have our, our groups, I guess, in a respectful way of saying it. Um, uh, yeah, groups that, um, I guess, because they're comfortable with those groups, we do, like, I guess, inter intermix sometimes, but we don't really, like, pursue um, a group of people that we necessarily, I guess, uh, don't agree with. What I'm trying to say is we don't want to get caught up in an argument of, uh, especially like in uh, government class, talking about politics or uh, U.S. history or like psychology um, that I don't personally take, but I've heard. Um, and as far as like religion goes, um, don't want to say it like this, but I guess uh, the popular 
I guess, religion on campus is a lot of my friends are Mormon. Um, and so with that, everyone kind of, um, I wouldn't say necessarily respects, but just kind of don't care. And therefore, there aren't as many issues. Um, and if you were to care, then you'd just kind of get frustrated about it. And then there's this whole argument that people just don't want to go into. So everyone kind of just leaves their groups alone, and you just go to your group. Um, and not to try to say that we're super divided. I mean, we had come together as a school, obviously. But um, there are defi definitely um, groups that you don't want to kind of pick up a risky conversation with, to say it at a nice, in a nice way. So it is a touchy subject. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so yeah, it's difficult. You kind of learn the ways of kind of talking with people, what not to talk about, what's comfortable to talk about as far as talking like with uh, uh, Christianity with my friends. It doesn't come up a lot and I don't really force them upon it because it just becomes awkward. Um, it's like my best friend is Mormon and we have talked about our religions um, and the differences and um, and there is a sense of, there is a respect between us because we are best friends, but majority of the time we set our religion to side um, and just be friends. And we're, I mean, teenagers in high school and there's so much more in common and we're not gonna let our differences in beliefs set us apart. Um, so we can have healthy conversations about religion and then there are conversations you can have with people that you don't know and it can really turn sideways really fast. Um, so yeah, that's kind of been my experience at my high school. So uh, for middle school, I went to a Christian school. It was Lutheran. So when I was there, it was really easy to talk about God. Obviously, I was able to. Everybody really was able to. We had a whole subject dedicated to it called Christian studies. Um, every Friday, we would go to chapel, and we would learn about God. And it was very easy to talk about God. It's very simple, and it kind of was just like a routine that we would do. So every morning, we would go, and we would sit, and we would just have conversations, questions, and just, it was an amazing thing that we all got to really feel with each other. Um, now that I'm going into a public high school with multiple religions, and everybody doesn't see eye to eye in the same way that I do, um, it's different. It's definitely going to be different. I haven't gone yet, but I know some people that are there. So um, I think that with my friends, we all kind of respect each other. We have so much respect for each other and we love each other for who we are, not for what God we believe in or if we believe that Jesus is the Messiah. Whatever we really truly think doesn't really matter and we don't really want to bring it up because we don't want to cause conflict. The thing is that when I do try and bring it up, or it's not a big thing. I'm not like, come to youth group. I would love them to come to youth group if they don't have religion or anything like that. But if they ask me to hang out like Sunday morning, I'll be like, okay, I gotta go to church. And then it's not really like a big deal. Nobody really like storms up about it. Nobody has conflict. They just are like, oh, okay, have fun. And it's just kind of, it's a good thing, I believe, that we all respect each other with it and for the lgbtq community um i know some people who identify with that um and obviously i'm a high schooler i'm gonna i'm a teenager so everybody's really like you said everybody's really trying to figure themselves out and we have so little time so i respect and think that we everybody kind of respects everyone right now um, in the way that we 
are all just trying to figure ourselves out. And <laughs> we're all just trying to get through high school and everything. So with any religion we choose or anything that we have going on that's not, that is faith-based, everybody is very supportive in my group that we will love you no matter what goes on. And I think that's really great. Awesome. Like you were just so ready. You're there with the question. That's how I like. So a lot of you have mentioned youth group. So I have a question. How important is youth group in your life? And, um, and why? Why is youth group important to you? Uh, so for me, I currently, my youth group, um, our leaders left last year, and a lot of the older kids that were my age left. So currently in my actual particular youth group, I don't quite feel perfectly at home anymore because most of the kids are in middle school or like becoming freshmen in high school, so I don't have a lot of people to relate to. So for me right now, it's not working as well as I wish it would. Um, I find youth group is super helpful just because, especially when we're really busy, having that place to take an hour and just even just like be with other teenagers who believe in God makes kind of a big difference, especially because you get to have those conversations, um, particularly going to a public high school, being super busy. It makes, it's a really great place to go. Um, I'm hoping to go to a different youth group maybe next year. That seems to be really great that some of my friends grow to and try that out. Um, so it's nice because it has that place and because I'm busy and I have that time automatically scheduled out all the time, that's super helpful. And then we also do other activities and do a lot of really cool things. If you don't go to youth group, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like I have a lot of friends that do go and a lot of friends that don't go that are Christian and it varies for everyone. It depends on your youth group, I think, more than it depends on the actual time of going. So I would place more value on finding one that works for you, like I'm trying to go somewhere else, than actually going to youth group and making that the most important thing, even if it's not at your church. Because um, the church we're going to and the youth group I'm looking at are different places, but I want to keep both of them. So whatever works best for your kid is probably the best one. Um, so as I said earlier, I kind of have a hard time meeting people and getting to know them well. So youth group has kind of been uh, difficult, especially since my uh, youth pastor, who I was really good friends with, um, it was it was awesome. He was a great guy. Uh, he just moved away, and we had to we went a few months without a pastor, and it was just parents kind of volunteering, and a bunch of people left, and basically our entire youth group almost, except except for a few um, juniors and seniors, is completely completely different. Um, so I've had to kind of start over, I guess, especially with our new, our new youth pastor, who, in my opinion, um, isn't as good as the other one that was there. Um, yeah, I guess I've tried to make connections. I've tried even going as far as um, doing worship team for all of two weeks. <laughs> um, yeah, I went on a retreat with them last week, and... I guess really trying to make an effort to get to know people is, um, yeah, that was a, a struggle. But I think youth group is great. It's a great place to um, be with people who believe the same thing that you do. Um, it's a safe place. You can talk about whatever. It's kind of like having one day of here every week. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with um, what Ben said. I'd, I'd say I consider youth group to be um, uh, a different group of friends from my school, and it's more comfortable because we know what we believe in, and there's no sense of uh, what do you believe in, so therefore we can't have conversations like this way. We have to kind of stay on this safe conversational path. Um, but at youth group, it's different. I mean, uh, my school, 3,500 kids, the majority of my youth group goes to that school. So it's really cool to be able to talk on Tuesday nights and then, um, you know, like eat lunch with them at school um, and talk about those things and be able to see them at school after youth group. So I think it's really important, um, especially for, for um, people that are new to the church or just um, young teens come uh, just growing up. They need to be around people um, with their same beliefs that they can be comfortable in um, and being able to share thoughts or just questions compared to at high school where you, nest, you can, but it wouldn't be as well received. Um, so I'm personally currently um, in a transition from a youth group to another one um, just for various reasons um, and uh, kind of just searching for something a little bit new, something a little bit more um, not so traditional, and not that there's nothing wrong with traditional, just me personally, I need something a little bit more, um, not modern, but just different in a sense. And so, um, yeah, there was a time where I wasn't going to youth group for about four months, um, just due to volleyball work in school, and I know I can make time for, the, for youth group. It just, like I said, prioritizing things. It just wasn't on my radar, and now, um, coming off of Mount Hermon, uh, I realized how important it is to be a part of a community with those um, like-minded uh, friend group. So um, not that they're all my friends, but just we're all like-minded, like I said, and we're all kind of on the same route, and we um, are just comfortable around each other. So yeah, I think it's very important. Um, so that's kind of what youth group has been for me. I think that it's very in my life essential to have a group of people that know where I'm at with my faith and what I want it to go. So throughout the year, I'll talk to them. I'll say like, this isn't really working out in the way I wanted it to because I don't see him here or just things like that where I can fully see him and really pursue him in a way that I really wanted to. Um, we all really have a strong faith and when somebody doesn't feel it we all really take it to heart because we're so close with each other in my small group um we all are really close to each other and we're all really close to god which is amazing and has been such a blessing to all of us um i've been in multiple like youth groups, I've tried to work, I've worked with one and then I go to one for my school and I've tra I've transitioned from middle school youth group ooh, into high school youth group. And that's been a really interesting change. I've only gone once because it's summer um, and I've had things that have conflicted, but I've only gone once and there weren't a lot of people there. I know a lot of older kids there, so that'll be amazing and that's really cool. But I'm really excited to go into the high school because of the middle school one. I feel like I haven't been relating to as much and I know that I will be more in high school because it's more generalized onto me. In middle school, the first two years I've really connected to it and then 
throughout my eighth grade year, I kind of slowly stopped connecting because they were more focused on being right in middle school and I was starting to transition into high school. So I'm really excited to see that. And I think that youth group has been very important to me in the sense that, um, that I can see him and that I can see him working through other people. So if, and then I can answer some questions for them and they can answer my questions and we can just have an open conversation about our faith and how it's changing and how we don't know why it's changing or how it's going to work out or what's gonna happen throughout this next week or what's gonna happen throughout our high school experience. Um, and that's just really special and really something that I hold close to my heart. Awesome, thank you. We have time for probably one more question. I was going to say two, but I really think it's one. <laughs> How, um, you guys are doing a great job, by the way. Thanks again for sharing. Um, uh, how, how critical, I mean, I know you guys have a lot of fun up here at Mount Hermon and things. So you guys have been coming like forever, it seems like. But how critical would you say that is to your walk with the Lord, you know, and like reflecting back? I mean, is there a lot of growth here? I mean, you're connecting with people you don't see throughout the year, I assume. Is this something you look at that, look back on thinking it's really instrumental in who you are as a Christian? Yeah, um, for me personally, and coming here my whole life, um, it is really cool to see people from week six from previous years um, and be able to reconnect with them and just um, kind of start off where we left off last year um, and see what has changed. Um, I think it is really important um, for me and my faith just kind of when you leave my arm and go back into like the life of school and kind of just that, you kind of, um, like they say, it's like a mountaintop experience and then it kind of, you have lows and then it's really nice to revisit kind of what, not necessarily what you believe in, but just definitely um, it reinforces you as a Christian being up here with um, like-minded individuals at youth, uh, not youth group, sorry, uh, at Mount Herman. Um, so I think it is very important, uh, has been important for me personally um, I've been to Ponderosa up at the Hill for high school. I was in Redwood, um, and it's, it was really um, beneficial for me. Um, and I've had some really great experiences. Um, well, they've all been great experiences each year, um, something new. But, um, yeah, very important um, for our family and for me personally to come back here every year and to continue, hopefully, coming back here every year. So. Um, I agree. I think it's very uh, helpful and a really great place to, I mean, obviously it is like a mountaintop experience. It's a high part of your year, um, which is good having high parts to help you really examine like your past year and what, and think about your next year, Spe particularly, you know, going week six, we have a little bit time before school, a little bit of time before school starts up again, but it's a really great, great way. I can talk, I promise. It's a really great way to think about going into the next school year in terms of, your faith and how you're going to spend that time. Um, but every year it's different. I've been going for seven years and so basically all of those have been in the youth um, area. And so every years, some years are more different than other years and what we learn there. And some years um, I just really connect with whatever we're learning. And some years what I learn comes from the time I spend with my family talking about what we're learning and just that connection. And sometimes what I learn is from lying on a bench staring up at the trees. It really just depends on the week, but having that time set aside to think about the rest of the year and to have a whole week to just think about God and your faith 
being able to settle into it and think about it for a long time, I find really helpful because there's no other time in my year when I do that. So for me, it's really important and it helps me keep going where I want to go. Yeah, like she said, it's kind of a, a breath of fresh air to come here uh, once a year. I've, I mean, I've only been going for a few years, but um, I don't know. I feel like I've really grown in knowing God. Uh, the what, Some of the only times I've heard him speak to me have been here just by myself. Uh, like, I don't know, like she said, lying on a bench looking at trees. Um, but yeah, this, I don't know. Mount Hermon just has something about it that makes it, makes it feel like, um, I don't know, no other place that you could go to. So I believe that the first time that I really connected and have heard God was my first year at Pondy, so I was in sixth grade. And that was a really great Pondy experience for me in a great year. I was with my life group that I have back at home. We were all in a cabin and we were all just connecting with each other. And on Wednesday night, you like go up to a fireplace and you just sing and you worship God and you really fully connect with him. And it's an amazing night. So that's, I believe, like the first night that I really have felt him. I remember that night so clearly and so perfect, I believe, that I felt him, I saw him, me and my friends, we all started crying. It was just a good, we all just really felt him and we just poured our hearts out to him and I believe that's the time I really surrendered to him and that's when most of my friends did too. It's just an amazing experience here and that something that I will never forget and every year I come back and every year I've been reminded of just how special and how perfect he is. Um, and I go back to that moment when I really like have looked up at the sky when it's all completely dark and all the stars are out and all you can see are the beautiful trees. Uh, it's just a really special and perfect moment in my life that I've really felt him and that my heart was so full and I could feel his presence around me and that I have never felt that in a way that I did then. Thank you. Uh, Pondy is our junior high to high school camp that's right up the mountain, if you guys don't know. And then Redwood Camp is our uh, sixth and under camp right down the mountain. So just before you guys leave, I want to give you the encouragement that um, you're all doing something right by bringing your campers here, by bringing your kids here and letting them experience God in this way. I think every time I, I get to sit here, I just sit here and listen. Um, I get to sit and listen to campers talk. They always say that they love this week because they get to see their families in a way that they don't get to see during the year. And so I just want to give you guys encouragement that they talked about, oh, I want to spend time with my parents. I want to do these things. Like those are the moments they remember and they're getting those moments because of weeks like this. So thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, can we give a round of applause for our campers, for our students? Thank you guys so much and have a great day.